friends, howdy there. Welcome back to the Chiona Podcast. It's me, Sarah Sodizi. If you're new here, this is a podcast where I talk about things that I've learned in my 20-somethings, stories that I have, and advice that I'd like to give to my friends, acquaintances, whoever feels like listening, and just random thoughts that I have that I feel like I need to share. If you're not new here, welcome back, my love. Thank you for being patient. I feel like this is just going to be a preface to every single time I post where I say, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so patient with me because I know it's probably difficult having to wait ages upon ages upon ages and not being consistent with posting and not being consistent with giving you the content that you guys want. But I... Like I said, I very much appreciate you guys being super patient with me. Mental health is no joke. It is absolutely no joke. And for me, it's like one of those things that I have a love-hate relationship with. Because one day, perfectly fine, feel super motivated, super encouraged, and and, and want to do so many different things. And then when I get down to it, it's like it's like a roller coaster because like as soon as we hit the peak and we go down yeah it's exciting for like a second and then I go back to like my not so great points and I'm like ugh, like I don't want to do it I feel like nobody's gonna listen to this and I just get really anxious and altogether life has been a little bit of a whirlwind lately but hey hi here I am now there's a decent amount of you that actually really enjoyed the episode where I was talking about movies that have influenced my persona so I decided that I wanted to split it up into different parts and this is just another part of that conversation where you know there's just those movies where like you immediately associate them with very pivotal moments of your life or you very much associate them with why your personality is the way that it is if you haven't watched that first episode please fill yourself in on that because I ain't about to review it right now or I ain't about to rehash it all over again and remind you guys of what other movies have influenced my life I'm going to be talking about a whole other set of movies that have influenced my persona and influenced my life in very very different ways but before I start all of that again I just want to say thanks for all the support Thanks for all of your questions and comments and things like that. Whenever I do posts, I very much appreciate it. And if you want to share this with one of your amigas, amigos, your tia, your tío, your abuela even, if she wants to listen to it, then sure, why not? But I would also really appreciate it if you would give this five stars on whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other platforms that you're using, please, please, please be sure to give it a rating because that helps me out a lot and lets me know that I'm doing a good job. And as a people pleaser, well, you probably know what that feels like. If you're a fellow people pleaser like me, then you'll know what that feels like when people kiss you on the forehead and tell you you're doing a fantastic job. (laughs) So now, without further ado, let's get into it, yo. Get your tea, grab your cafecito, your amiga, your amigo, your tia, your tia, your abuelo, your abuela, whoever, your madre, your padre, and let's get into it. Okay, so is it just me or did we have like such a huge influx of movies like around the period of like maybe like, let me see, from like 2005 to like 2010, I want to say. So like later half of the 2000s and the earlier start of like the 2010s and whatnot, we had like an influx of dancing movies, like hip hop specifically dancing movies or like very hip-hop coded dancing movies and 
I look back at it, like looking at it now, like they're so unbelievably cheesy. These movies are so, so flipping cheesy. But you couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me anything when I was in grade six and I was watching nothing but BET and much music. For those of you that know, you know. I was watching all of these different music videos and just admiring the dancers, admiring the the music and everything like that. I, I absolutely loved it. And because a lot of these movies were influenced by that type of music, I would go and watch these movies. I would go and watch these movies. And the particular ones that got me super, super heavily interested in wanting to learn how to dance and wanting to learn more about this type of stuff was Step Up. I'm talking Channing Tatum and what's her face the the girl the girl that he used to be married to jenna dewan i'm talking that power couple the dynamic between the two i want to say that that movie changed my life or that movie just brought upon this persona within me because i could not wait i could not wait to download the entire soundtrack of that movie onto my mp3 player my parents wouldn't give me an ipod they wouldn't give me an ipod because it was too expensive and that's when everybody was getting them and they were super cool i remember one of my classmates in grades i think it was like grade seven had an ipod and i thought it was like the bee's knees but again my parents were like no that's like hella expensive we're not getting that for you so they gave me like this like silver like dinky mp3 player that had like space for i want to say like 40 50 songs I don't even know but I couldn't wait to download the soundtrack to the step up to, to the step up movie because that movie as cheesy as it is if you watch it now it's hella cheesy hella cornball vibes hella hella corn cornball vibes but but at that time I just loved everything to do with that movie because of the music and because of the way that people would dance I again I took a lot of things from that movie where I really really wanted to learn I really really wanted to emulate that type of energy where you just hit a dance floor and you just work it and here's something that you need to know about me is that whenever I go to places that where I know that I'm going to be dancing whether that's like for fun or because I actually want to show something off I always go in with the same mentality is that I don't care who's watching I do not care who is watching. I'm going to dance how I want to and I'm going to have the time of my life as I'm doing it. And I feel like this movie really just was like one of the first instances where I really felt like I could just embody what I was what I was listening to when it came to the music that I was dancing along to. And another movie that also kind of had like the same energy because again, this was like at a time where there was like an influx of these types of movies and these types of tropes where you have like people in dance crews and you have people who are like people who uh, wouldn't typically show off their dance moves or like people who I don't even know like you'll have like the one white guy that's in like an all black friend group or whatever you'll have the one white guy that just shows up out of nowhere and is like super good at dancing or tries to be a gangster you know like things like that those types of movies another movie that was like that was freaking stomp the yard yo you couldn't tell me anything at that time because I was obsessed with Chris Brown at the time controversial take I know I know but I was obsessed with Chris Brown at the time I had his album what was it called I feel I feel like 
what was it called? What was it called? It was the one that has like, we can't sing it from wall to wall. What is that album called? It's going to bother me. Exclusive. Exclusive. That's the one. Exclusive. That's the album that has wall to wall forever. Yo, I, Chris Brown is a person questionable. The music, you, yo, you cannot deny that that, that, that album had some bangers. Had some really, really great bangers. So at the time, that was all I was listening to. And when they came out with this movie and I saw that Chris Brown was going to be a part of it. Oh, you better believe I begged my mom. I begged my mom to be able to watch this movie. I know that sounds really weird, but you have to understand. And I've said this in so many episodes before is that when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things. And and as a result of that, I often had to ask permission to my parents Again, this sounds so weird because you're like, you're like a preteen. So you wouldn't think that, or you would think that you have a little bit of leverage. But at that time, hell no, I had no leverage. So I'd ask my parents, I'd be like, oh, I really want to watch this movie. or I really want to see this. I really want to do this. I'd have to ask my parents permission. And I, I begged my mom because I loved Chris Brown at the time. And I was like, please, mom, I really want to see this movie. So I ended up watching the movie finally. And yo, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The way that they hyped up this movie that Chris Brown was going to be a part of it only for him to die. Only for him to die a few minutes into the movie. What do you mean? What do you mean? I sat there in the movie theater with my mouth open, just like my jaw dropped, gagged, gooped that this man was not like <laughs> they made the marketing point. Like it's, it, I, I'll admit the marketing was solid because they made me really want to get tickets to go and see this movie just just so I could stare at Chris Brown for like a good four minutes. Y'all, y'all took my money. Y'all took my money real nice, real nice and easy with all of that. But I was just so shocked that he was like hardly in the movie. Nonetheless, I still enjoyed the movie because, again, it had that element of just just like so it had that it had that element of. Uh, embracing your your friend group and like really just working hard this sounds so cheesy see even as I'm describing it it sounds so flippin cheesy I bet you if you haven't seen those movies in a really long time you're gonna sit there if you if you do decide to watch them I can guarantee you you're gonna sit there and cringe because you're gonna be like why did I think that this was good why did I think that this was like unbelievable cinema because I'm telling you guys I when I watch those movies now, I think to myself, why did I think that this was just like the most groundbreaking thing I'd ever seen? Why Why did I think that? Why did I think that? Because both movies, Step Up and Stomp the Yard, they're okay. They're all right. But when I was younger, I'm telling you guys, when I was younger, this influenced me so, so much because it made me fall in love with dance, made me fall in love with it, made me want to learn so much more. And then eventually I did. And again, this kind of tied into this whole aspect of like me not being able to afford dance lessons or me not being able to afford to go to dance competitions and things like that. And I really, really wanted to do these things. But again, my parents, they kind of made me choose between the things that I was interested in. And at the time... I was more so interested in playing soccer. So that's what I kind of focused a lot of my energy on. But there was still a very big part of me that was like, oh, I really wish I could be in in dance competitions or I really wish that I could work on my dancing and everything like that because of movies like this. And even to this day, 
Like, I still really love to dance. And that's not just because I'm Latina. <laughs> I also just really love to dance because it brings something in me or like it brings out something in me, a, a kind of confidence that I can't really explain to y'all. All right, y'all. Now, I feel like there's an elite group of us that have seen this movie or that know of this movie because I want to say that there's so many factors as to why this movie has influenced my life. And I'm about to list all of them for you. Don't don't you don't you worry about that. But anytime I bring this movie up to some people, they have no idea what I'm talking about and then immediately I get eager to explain to them like write a whole thesis statement an entire thesis statement with like 12 to 15 paragraphs as to why this movie is superior and why this movie changes lives i, I <laughs> but then at the same time i'm very much confused because it makes me wonder was my childhood different from other people's and i can answer that question for you right away yes it was in fact because because my parents would never let me watch a ton of different movies that I'm sure a lot of y'all have watched. I didn't watch Harry Potter. I didn't watch any of the Harry Potter movies until I was in my 20s. Until I was in my 20s. I didn't even read any of the Harry Potter books until I was in my 20s. I wasn't allowed to watch things that had to do with Halloween or like scary movies. I, I, I wasn't really allowed to watch those things because growing up in a Christian household, things are a little bit different. And I'm not saying that I resent my parents or anything like that for them not exposing me to that type of stuff. But it's just, I guess, within pop culture, these are certain things that people just know about. And then when people would ask me about them, I would be like, I don't know what you're talking about because I've never watched it before. So it made you feel a little bit different because everybody else knew what those things were. And then you kind of felt left out because you were like, oh, like, damn, I wish I knew what you guys were talking about. But anyways, I'm going to go on with this movie instead. And this movie I'm talking about is The Prince of of Egypt. I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. I'm gonna let you turn the tap, let the sink in. Because, y'all, this movie is cinema. It's cinema, and I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill that the Prince of Egypt is an elite movie. I'm talking, I'm talking, the animation being way ahead of its time, way ahead of its time, the voice actors who I didn't even know were all these famous people until way later when I randomly wikipedia it a couple years ago. All these famous people were a part of it, okay? The story itself, incredible, shows, shows me who's boss, aka the man upstairs, lord and savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and, 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 we cannot talk about the Prince of Egypt without talking about the incredible soundtrack i'm gonna need you to pause this episode right now i give you permission to pause this episode right now and listen on youtube because i can't seem to find it anywhere i don't know somebody tell me where i can find it on spotify or whatever but but for some reason i can't find it but go on youtube search up the soundtrack and tell me afterwards once you've finished listening to the whole thing that your life is the same because it won't be i can guarantee that for you it will not be the same after you listen to the whole soundtrack thank you very much now, a little backstory into this. This movie was important to me because it not only reminds me of my childhood and upbringing, but it's also something that I grew up watching with my dad. And every Friday night, every Friday night when I was a kid, 
my my dad and I would make it a point to watch movies uh, because it was just something that we did to kind of bond and, and, and just enjoy the end of the week and like just the start of the weekend and everything like that because my dad would work really hard and long hours during the week and so on Fridays my dad would make it a point to try to come home as early as possible so that way we could get a bowl of popcorn or get some sliced fruit if you're a child of immigrants you know exactly what I'm talking about the sliced fruit you know what I'm talking about Uh, and just eat that while you're watching a movie and my dad would always let me pick the movies and I'm telling you guys the only movie that my dad found acceptable other than the sound of music that's in my previous episode you can talk oh, where i talk about how influential that movie was uh, the only other the only other movie that would be acceptable for my dad to watch would be this one the prince of egypt okay and let's just talk about the fact let's just talk about the fact that the animation style i'm obsessed i'm obsessed pixar could never disney could never okay dreamworks DreamWorks really said our rent, our entire mortgage is on the line right now. And we need to come up with something that will blow people's minds. And blow people's minds they did because you would think that this movie was made like recently. You would think based on the animation skills, like I obviously there are some little tweaks and things and I know hardly anything about the animation industry and I can really only base it off of what my partner tells me because he's in that industry somewhat (laughs) but that being said even with somebody with no knowledge of this stuff even with somebody with no knowledge of this stuff I know for a fact that this movie was miles ahead of its time when it came to animation like hello here we are in 2023 with all kinds of different movies, all kinds of technology, all kinds of innovation. This movie was made in 1998. I was four years old when this movie was released. Four freaking years old. And this masterpiece of a movie was released. All right. Let me just go down the list. Let me just go down the list and tell you who was in this movie real quick, real quick. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Okay. We're looking at Val Kilmer. One of the very many Batman variations that we have. Val Kilmer as Moses and the voices and the voice of God. Mm-hmm. We have Ralph Fiennes. I don't know how to say his last name. Don't don't judge me. Literally Voldemort. Literally Voldemort. Literally Voldemort. As Ramesses. We have Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman. From the Batman variations again, we have Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer as Moses' wife, Sephora, okay? Sandra Bullock as Miriam, Moses' sister. Hello? Jeff Jeff Goldblum, a.k.a. Mr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Hello? Hello? As Moses' brother. Hmm? Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Patrick freaking Stewart. Dr. X- from the X-Men movies as as Moses's adoptive dad, the Pharaoh, and Helen Mirren as his adoptive mom, as Moses's adoptive mom. I could go on. I could go on. Steve Martin and Martin Short as the funny guys that help out Ramesses or that are his like basically his like right hands or whatever or his like henchmen or whatever. Bro, 
Bro, this list alone has so many iconic actors, so many talented voices, and I had no idea as a kid. I was just out here jamming along to the music. Now let's get to that. Let's get to that, shall we? I say that this movie has influenced my life because this is the movie where I was introduced to the icon, the legend, the incredible talent and voice that was and continues to live on in my entire life, in my entire discography of life, the, oh, the impeccable Whitney Houston. Now, a lot of y'all might not know this. A lot of y'all might not know this, but Whitney Houston, her songs are in almost every single one of my playlists somehow or like at least the ones that I frequent at least one of her songs are in my playlists that make me feel good that make me feel happy that make me feel something I I know it sounds it sounds a little crazy that like what me being a 20 something year old is listening to Whitney Houston like like a grandma or whatever or like an old woman I don't care I don't I, I don't care and when Whitney passed away it did something to me guys it did something to me and our lives will never be the same because she was just an immense talent and I can't even stress how incredible of a voice this woman had and how again I love listening to her music just so that I can bask in that bask in her incredible and powerful voice so when I was growing up and watched this movie and heard her voice for the first time again something awakened in me because oh my god I love Mariah Carey I love her to bits and pieces she's amazing all I want for Christmas is you straight banger that's going on as soon as Halloween is done as soon as it's November 1st that's like the first thing that I play but y'all have to understand when I heard Whitney's voice oh oh my gosh oh my goodness Go and search up for me. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack, like I told you, please at least just go and listen to the song with her and Mariah Carey. When you believe Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and you come back to me and tell me that that isn't an incredible song, the composition, the the voices, the production value. Hello, once again, cinema, cinema, an absolute masterpiece. What do you mean? Anyways, like I said, I could go on and on and on and on and on about the Prince of Egypt. But because I only have so much time on here to talk about the movies that have influenced my life, I'm going to just end it off with this. The Prince of Egypt is just an absolute joy to watch. It reminds me of it, it combines all of these elements. It reminds me of my childhood. It introduced me to Whitney Houston and has an amazing storyline has an amazing cast and overall just taught me so much about what it means to trust in God and his promises because if y'all don't know the background history if y'all have never read the Bible have never even turned a single page of the Bible in your lives I'm gonna summarize it for you basically God's people were suffering in slavery in Egypt and God was like no 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 chill 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 I got this. I know y'all are suffering right now, but chill. I got this. And people were starting to be like, okay, like God's abandoned us, y'all. Like there's no point anymore. There is no point in us believing anymore. But God came through. By the end of it, God came through. He got them out of Egypt. He brought them to the promised land. 
everything's sunshine and rainbows. I don't want to spoil the rest of the Old Testament for you because you guys could do that on your own, but that's the plot of the story of Moses, or at least the Prince of Egypt. They kind of sprinkle a little Hollywood magic on there, but whatever. Again, makes for an amazing story, and that's the reason why it's, uh, it's influenced so many aspects of my life. Now, at this point, I'm very much convinced that everybody who knows me, and even those who don't know me, and I think I've talked about this before in previous episodes, SpongeBob is the embodiment, like the TV show is the embodiment of comedy. Like I, I can't tell you how many references I've made to people whenever I have a conversation with them. I'm like, oh my God, that was in a SpongeBob episode. Or I just randomly quote things that are from a specific episode and people will look at me like I'm insane and be like, what is wrong with you? But then I don't care because I'm like, you need to watch Spongebob or you need to at least watch the first three seasons because hello, hello, it's the pinnacle of comedy. Hello, the writing, the animation, just the overall innovation, please. Anyways, I was not going to go an entire episode without talking about the influence and the amount of just pure genius that is the original spongebob squarepants movie the one that came out i think in like 2007 if i'm not mistaken i can't even remember if it was if it was then was it no 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 i just checked it was 2004 dog why does it seem like it was just so much so much later than that again sometimes these animated movies they're so ahead of their time that it makes you think like that they were released a lot later than they actually were. Prime example, the previous one that I was just talking about, The Prince of Egypt. Hello, 1998, but it looks like it was made in 2010. Please. Same thing with this one. The the first SpongeBob SquarePants movie. I thought, I legit thought that it was made in 2007 and it was made in 2004. Hello. But anyways, anyways, you guys already know how obsessed I am with SpongeBob. But this particular movie influenced my persona, influenced my life because of <laughs> because of the goofy goober song and the overall message that goes into this movie now you can watch it in your spare time do whatever the heck you want i'm gonna briefly summarize here so spoiler alert whatever if you ever do decide to watch it but if you have then you know what i'm talking about if you haven't and you don't want to watch it that's cool too i'm not going to judge you for it even though i will basically the plot of the entire movie has to do with mr Krabs. Um, being accused of stealing King Neptune's crown and Spongebob has to go and retrieve it with Patrick or he ends up going with Patrick to go and retrieve the crown and bring it back to King Neptune before Mr. Krabs is going to be burned to a pile of ash essentially by King Neptune and the whole moral of the story or the whole the whole the whole lesson behind the story is this or the whole idea is that Spongebob is perceived as being a kid or is perceived as being very childish and immature and Mr. Krabs is Mr. Krabs is the one who says that and I can kind of get it because Spongebob and Patrick they can be dumbasses at times but if you really think about it everybody in their life at some point as an adult has has felt that way or has very much made mistakes or done things in their life that has made them feel like a dumbass okay I and if you and if this podcast is any proof I have had many of those moments. So I think it's a bit unfair for Mr. Krabs to be saying that he's immature or that he's a little childish or whatever because um, you're the same guy that will chase after a penny that's rolling on the floor and 
you know, and not even care about the well-being of your employees or not even care about the well-being of your own whale daughter. Like, let's be real here. Come on now. But basically, it's that idea that SpongeBob is too childish to be able to manage a store or to be able to manage his life and things like that. And the whole sequence of events kind of shows that SpongeBob is a little bit immature. But at the same time, he's still very capable of taking responsibility or still very capable of doing something so much bigger with his life because a lot of people doubted him and were like, oh, you're not going to be able to go and get the crown, including Plankton, who's like the villain of this movie and is like, oh, they're not going to be able to figure it out. I already have somebody on the case anyways to try and stop them. And then they eventually end up stopping the guy who is trying to foil their plans and everything like that. So it's like people might doubt you or people might think that you're incapable of doing something. But you can always prove them wrong. And that's the thing that I always grasp from this movie is that even though people are going to call you a kid or they're going to say that you're too young or you're too this or you're too that, there is always room for you to prove them wrong. Always room. And I'll say that that particular aspect was so applicable to my life at the time because being the youngest of three siblings, I always had that. I always had those odds against me because I always had somebody that was older than me that had already done it. And people were like, oh, well, you know, your brother and your sister already did this or your older cousins did this or, or some of your family friends, they already did this. And what makes you any any different or what makes you so special and things like that? Or people would just always doubt my abilities because uh, to put it not so lightly, I was the runt of my family where I was smaller and I was lanky and I was awkward and not so outgoing and things like that. And so people would really doubt my abilities in a lot of things, including teachers and adult peers. And this is something that I very much have worked on in therapy and I'm very proud to say, but a lot of that really, really got to me and it affected me in a lot of ways because I started to believe people when they would doubt me or I started to believe that I wasn't capable of doing great things when people would doubt me. And so that's why this movie has had such an impact on my life, because not only is my favorite cartoon character involved in this, but there's a really big lesson to be learned in when there's people that doubt you or make you feel so unbelievably small. There's always, always, always room to prove them wrong. And so, my friends... There you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I know I went on a bit of a tangent when it came to the Prince of Egypt, but like, listen, guys, I told you this already. I could I could spend an entire lifetime talking about how amazing the Prince of Egypt is. OK, I, I, I could all three of these movies, really. I could spend an entire lifetime talking about it, but I really hope you enjoy it. And I hope you got to understand a little bit more pieces of me and the person that I am and whatnot. I hope and I don't want to promise but I really hope I can get back to posting life and I keep saying this I keep saying that life has been overwhelming and that I feel like so many things have been moving around in my life and I'm so unsure of a lot of things that are going on in my life but I'm really trying to take everything one day at a time and I'm really trying to be understanding of why God's trying to make me be patient or be more understanding and be more empathetic <laughs> so just bear with me a little bit okay bear with me i promise i'll try my best to get back to this and chat with you guys as much as i can but until then i hope you guys have a wonderful week wonderful day whatever time it is day or night i hope everything's okay on your side as always black lives matter indigenous lives matter and immigrant lives matter and god loves you so much okay bye